Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. December. We have now starting the month of December. Can you believe it's the last month of the year 2022? This year is just, I've said this before, but it's just gone by so fast. It's just gone by so darn fast. I can't believe it's December already. Oh, and it's getting cold out there. I don't know where you are, but here in San Francisco, it's starting to get a little chilly, a little rainy and chilly, and we're in a rainy season, and we definitely need the rain here because we don't need another summer coming up of, of heat and, and fires. So we're finally getting some rain here in San Francisco, um, and it's starting to feel a lot like uh, Christmas. It really is starting to feel a little chilly. Um. And as we get into the last couple of weeks of fall and we get into winter, it's no surprise, it's no surprise uh, to people who listen to this podcast, it's no surprise at all that we have nutty Babs Farrar, nut nut job Babs Farrar, um, threatening to bring back mask mandates just in time for the holidays. In fact, she says as early as next week so you can do your holiday shopping with your mask on so babs farrar is threatening to bring back masks in la if the cases and hospitalizations reach what they call high level right now they're in medium level of course we know this is all bullshit from day one these are people that don't have covid they have other things and they get tested we know how this works right it's not people with covid let's put it that way or the overwhelming majority don't have covid they have other things but they list them as covid so they're not there for COVID, let's say. Um, but they get listed as being there for COVID, and that jacks up these numbers. This has been going on for almost three fucking years now. It's the same bullshit game. Um, now, the last time Babs Farrar, I believe it was three or four months ago, every couple of months she, she threatens to bring back mask mandates, we saw seven or eight cities within L.A. saying they're not, gonna, they're not going to uh, listen to the mandate. So I'm guessing that will just grow now. Um, and many cities in L.A. won't listen to it. Many people won't listen to it. Um, but she'll do it anyway because she has to pretend that she's uh, she's like the the, the uh, she's doing something to help the situation when we know that masks are bullshit and they don't work anyway. But the fact of the matter is that this is what we said. This is what we said back in April of 2020. They would do forever. And people said we were crazy. When we said if you if you put a mask on now, you're giving them the right to do this for years to come. People said you are absolutely crazy, Mike. They said you're nuts. This is not going to this is not going to be going on in 2021, 2022, 2023. You crazy? It'll be way gone by then. You know why, Mike? It'll be way gone by then because the masks and the vaccines will get rid of COVID by then. This is what people told me. This is what people said. They called me crazy. I got banned. I got those 12 day and seven day timeouts from Twitter before Elon Musk took over because and on Facebook, because I said things like that. And here we are. Here we are going on to next month will be the fifth calendar year of covid. All right. Don't let people fool you and say it's almost three years. It's the fifth calendar year started. It's called it's called covid-19. Right. And it's going to be 2023. So the fifth calendar year of covid. And. um here we are, still talking about bringing back mask mandates again. 
Now, when I say we're talking about it, they're not talking about it in most places. They're not talking about it in Florida. They're not even talking about it in the nuttiest of nut job places like New York, Michigan, and Illinois. But, of course, crazy fucking nutty California getting crazier and crazier by the day, getting crazier and crazier by the day here. It really is. Um, it's almost like when uh, people who are mentally ill don't take their medication and they get nuttier every day they don't take their medication. They get worse and worse. They go further and further into that dark wormhole. This is what's happening here in California with Babs Farrar threatening again to bring back mass mandates. This, I, I, I've lost track of how many times they've either done it or threatened to bring it back. It's got to be 20, 30 times. And we are finally starting to see some kind of pushback, some kind of pushback. But you think there would be, right? I mean, they're pushing back in China, where it's actually illegal to do so, where you can actually go to jail for doing what they're doing. And here, here, people are finally, maybe just a little bit, a little bit, here where it's legal to actually do those things, where they can't put you in, where they can't put you in jail for fighting back and protesting, people don't do anything. Now, it's L.A., so the sad thing about L.A. is that a lot of people will comply. There are plenty of people in L.A. who either are willing to or want to. They're either willing to or they cannot wait for mask mandates to come back. This is what allows someone like Babs Farrar in L.A. to do this because she knows there will be compliance. I don't know what the percentage is, 30, 40, half, but there'll be enough compli- there'll be much more compliance than there would be anywhere else in the nation, in the country. Now, I think there are actually lawsuits. I was reading on Twitter how there, there are lawsuits ready to go if she brings back the mandates. They're ready to file lawsuits, which is something that's different. There's never been a lawsuit filed before. So now they're starting to bring back, they're starting to push back a little bit more and use that legal system that I said they should have used a long time ago. They should have used a legal system from day one. They're finally talking about using the legal system now. I think what's emboldened them is they see other court cases that have gone on and they've won with these kinds of things. So they're, they're getting a little more emboldened by it now. But once again, when you just the fact that someone like Babs Farrar has a job shows you how fucked up things are in Los Angeles. When you have a board of super, when you have a, a supervisor, city council that can fire her any moment, they have control. They can fire her with a majority decision to fire her, and they haven't. Because they're all as fucked up, as screwed up as she is. So just the fact that you have someone like that that exists there that can threaten a mass mandate now, again, as we head into 2023, the fifth calendar year of this Michigas, shows how screwed up L.A. is, how screwed up California is. This is not the only thing. Can you believe someone just wrote also, and I don't, I, 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 this, this can't be, this has to be fake news, that she's only 55 years old. Is she only 55 years old? Is that possible? Is it possible? She's four years old, only four years older than I am. She looks like she's 95 years old. I mean, here's someone who's 55 years old, looks like that, and she's a health czar of the second largest city in the country. Are, Are you kidding me? This is absolutely absurd. It, it truly is. It truly is. But the absurdity in California doesn't begin and end with COVID. It doesn't begin and end with, with, with mass mandates. 
It goes all the way up to, obviously, the governor, the hair gel king himself, Gavin Newsom. And this is all absolutely leading up to that Aaron, Dr. Aaron Kiriarty article I will finally read here. I've been looking forward to reading it all week, but there's been a lot of news breaking that's kind of prevented me from doing that about the universities continuing their ridiculous vaccine mandates, even though the vaccines are shit and we know don't stop the spread of anything. A new story came out today, and I couldn't believe this. I mean, I really couldn't believe it. In fact, when I first saw the story, I said it can't be true. And I was waiting for a, a reputable news outlet to report it. And they have, the Daily Mail. This is, this is what the Daily Mail is reporting. And if you want to call in and talk about anything, you can. The line, lines are open and you can talk about whatever you want. Gavin Newsom's reparations committee. He has a reparations committee, by the way. Will recommend handing out 200, listen to this now, $223,200 per person to all descendants of slaves in California for, quote-unquote, housing discrimination at a cost of $559 billion. That's $559 billion with a B dollars in nation's biggest restitution effort ever. A reparations committee in California has suggested that descendants of slaves in the state could be compensated $223,000 and $223,000 for each for housing discrimination. The nine-member reparations task force was formed by California Governor Newsom as part of the country's largest ever effort to address reparations for slavery. A focus on the California task force has been housing discrimination. It has been estimated that it would cost around $569 billion to compensate the two and a half million black Californians for setbacks between 1933 and 1977, according to the New York Times. 1933 and 19... Was there slavery between 1933 and 1977? This is more than California's $512.8 billion expenditure in 2021, which included funding for schools, hospitals, universities, highways, policing, and corrections. However, discussions are still underway, and the panel is continuing to consider how payments should be made. Some suggested tuition and housing grants, while others proposed cash. The task force has also identified four other causes of reparations, mass incarceration, unjust property seizures, devaluation of black businesses, and health care. It has until June of 2023 to submit its final recommendations to the legislature. Their estimates came after the task force hosted meetings across the state to meet with members of black communities to understand the economic impact of slavery. We are looking at reparations on a scale that is the largest since Reconstruction, Task Force member Jovan Scott Lewis said, a professor at Berkeley. One example of housing, hey, what a shock, he's a professor at Berkeley. One example of housing discrimination the task force has considered is Russell City, a city that once existed near the San Francisco shoreline and provided refuge to black families fleeing violence in the Deep South. The task force was told by people that lived in Russell City, which has since been bulldozed, that the area was replaced with industrial park and residents were expelled. One former resident, Monique Henderson Ford, told the time she was paid out $2,200 for home, home, less than a third of what she bought it for. The median wealth of black households in the U.S. is 24,000 compared with 180,000 for white households. A question I have, and I have so many questions, 
this continues to go on. There's a 500-page document about this. Is when was there slavery in California? When was slavery 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 legal in California? And who who has suffered here now? Who that's around now suffered because of slavery? Who around now? Who who is existing now that can't get a job because of slavery? That can't live their lives because of slavery. Well, what we have again here, folks, is the white liberals telling black people they need the help of the white liberals to come to their aid in order to make it. That they cannot make it without the help of the heroic, angelic, hero-like white liberals who are going to come to their aid with money to help them. Now, who would get this money? And let me guess, let me guess. This is not going to be manipulated. People aren't going to put in this. What happened during COVID with the COVID funding? What did we see with the PPE that went to businesses? What did we see? We saw people creating fake businesses. We saw people, we saw scams where people received millions and millions of dollars because they created fake businesses and just put an application and got the money quickly. And, you know, the same thing's going to happen. Everyone's going to be like, I'm going to get my 223000 Yes, my uncle was a slave and wherever and whenever. This is the most real. Once again, we know what this is. Now, this is partly a sick ideology of the liberal. But it's also basically just trying to play to a voting base that they don't want to lose, that they're really starting to lose now. So once again, this is by this is nothing different than Biden trying to buy votes from young people by getting rid of it's money, getting rid of their student loan debt. Right. It's the same thing. Xander, I see you there. I will get to you shortly. Stay right there. Don't move. Don't, you moved. You moved. I'll get to you in a minute, Xander. And anyone else who wants to call in, if you want to go in the queue, if you want to talk about this ridiculousness, I want to know, what do you think? Do you think that uh, there should be reparations? Do you think that people should be getting two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars each? Because their great, 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 great grandfather was a slave. And I'd like to know what that has to do with them now. What does that have to do with 25-year-old Johnny now getting a job or, or buying a house? That his great, 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 great grandfather in, in Alabama was a slave. I, I, in Cal- what does that have to do with California? What does this have to do with California? And housing discrimination. There's all kinds of housing discrimination. There's housing discrimination against people with bad credit. If you have bad credit, plenty of people have bad credit, not just black people. And you can't get an apartment. You can't get a house with bad credit. That, that's housing discrimination, is it not? I want my money. Where's my money? It's absolutely ridiculous. This is insane. And, and of course, the biggest problem is, like I said, it can be manipulated. Just like the COVID funding was manipulated. It easily manipulated. Easily manipulated. Now, now, once again, I want to I, I want to read a, a thing here. I want to read a little point here, and this goes to the manipulation part. Okay. <laughs> Nearly six and a half percent of California residents, or about two and a half million, here here, identify as black or African American. 
Here we go again. You don't even have to be black or African-American. Just because it's like you don't have to be, you know, transsexual or gender fluid. All you have to do is identify as black or African-American. And believe me, here in California, I, I guarantee me, Micah Chopley, father Italian, mother Polish Russian, right? I guarantee you that I can say I identify as African-American and they cannot turn me down. Because that would be uh, discriminatory. I identify as black. I do. I'm oppressed. I feel I'm oppressed. I do. I'm oppressed. I feel oppressed. I'm oppressed. I'm oppressed. And I feel like I'm oppressed. And I feel black. I'm identifying as black. Give me my money. And in this nice state, they would give it to me. They would give it to me. Because I'm allowed to identify as whatever I want. It is California, baby. I can't identify as anything I want. I can be a woman. I'm a black woman. You can't tell me I'm not a black woman. You, you, you racist, you xenophobe. You can't tell me that. You homophobe. I'm a black woman. How insane is this? Once again, the worst part of this is the manipulation and the fact that once again, this is basically white liberal elitists or black elitists who are telling African-Americans that they cannot make it in 2023. Remember, this would go into effect maybe 2024 because their great, 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 great grandfather was a slave in the Deep South. That they need help. They can't make it on their own because of that. They can't make it on their own because of what happened century ago, oh, over centuries ago. This is what they constantly do. This is why the white liberal, the liberal, is the worst racist. They are the worst racist because they cannot let it go. Everything is about race. Everything is about racism. Everything is about telling black people they're beneath everyone else, that they need help. That they need the assistance that the white people don't need because they're beneath them. This is how white liberals feel, make themselves feel better. The black people, this is, this is basically modern day slavery. The white slave owner feeling above the black person. This is exactly what's happening here. It's the exact same thing. I, I'm going to go to Daniel first, then I'll go to Xander, all right? I'm going to go to Daniel first. And then I'll go to Xander. Anyone else who wants to call in? Yeah, you there? Yep, hey. yep, I'm here. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not walking, so sorry for the background yeah. traffic noise. Um, let, let me know. Let me know. Let me know if it's too much, and I'll hang up and let Xander get on. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about the, the reparations thing. Much like the student loan thing, it's it's uh, totally unconstitutional, um, federally and state wise. Um, it's, it's just not something that um, uh, in, interests me at, at all. Um, that being said, it, it is mostly said a ploy to win votes and conveniently timed for uh, mid 2023. What, I'm say that again. I said, just like you said, this is a cynical attempt to buy votes. Oh, oh, votes, votes, votes. And, yes. and time, in time for mid twenty twenty three, just in time for twenty twenty four elections. Yeah, but but what's but what doesn't make make 
sense to me is that this is California, right? And there's no there's no fear of California voting for a Republican for president, okay, in 2020, especially if Gavin Newsom runs. But any, it doesn't matter. 2020, you know, Biden or Newsom, they'll both win by millions of votes here. So I don't, I don't totally get, the only thing I can see is that maybe, you know, like people in other states will look at it and say, oh, this is a good thing that Democrats are doing. So we're going to vote for Democrats. But this is really a California-centric thing. No other state is, is going to be wacky enough to do this. Well, we aren't you know, voting for just a pre- we aren't voting for just a president in twenty twenty four. No, I understand that. I, I understand it. And and once again, it's just it's just it's just totally they wanted to to reflect on Democrats. You know, Dem- Democrats doing good things for African Americans. When obviously this is not a good thing. It's not a good thing when you and as as one as as someone just said, it's called the white knight syndrome. That's what this is. This is like saying we are the white knights. You black people need our help. You need our assistance. We must give you money to survive. We don't need the money to survive, but you do, because you're not good enough to make it. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, liberals have long had the uh, white savior complex, and it's really, it's really hard hard to watch it when you see it happen like in real time between uh, a black person and a white person, it, and, and and black people pick up on it all the time. I had a friend in, in graduate school, um, a black fellow that was a, an Olympian. And I'm trying to remember what, what country he was from. Um, it was an island country and he was a discus thrower. Anyway, he said something to me that was very eye-opening at the time. Um, this, this was in uh, New Mexico, and which, was a, which is a fairly liberal state, especially in the uh, Albuquerque and Santa Fe areas, it's very liberal. And uh, and he said to me, and he spent time going to school, and I think it was Atlanta, Georgia. And I asked him, you know, what, how he preferred uh, South versus uh, New Mexico, the West. And he said, um, well, but both areas have a certain amount of racism. Um, he said it's not something that really bothered him too much. But in the South, the, the, the racism was out in the open. It was in your face whenever you saw it. Mm-hmm. And in the West, it was exactly what we're talking about right now. It's this white savior complex that is just so demeaning to, to, to people of, that, are, that are black or whatever race. Um, and, and it's, yeah, so that was, it was an interesting comment that he made that stuck with me for, you know, a long time. Yeah. All right, Daniel, I'm going to let you go because it sounds like the car is about to Yeah, end. unfortunately, a truck just drove by. <laughs> Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let me go to Xander. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, you're on. All righty. Hey, uh, I uh, (laughs) apologize. I was a couple beers deep last night. I'm sure you already probably well realized that. Uh, Oh, you're great. I think I think that might I think that might help you. Well, if anything, the enhancement was just you know, hey, it helped, like this it old, this it old school anyway. senatorial anyway. congressional uh, habit of reading this old document called the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I know. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, uh, it, it's uh. 
I mean, I mean, I think we're hitting old topics here. Um, where when we go into the student debt, this is uh, very clearly uh, unconstitutional. But and I don't think I actually made this point last night, and it actually kind of um, sort of want to re- reaffirm this is, and I, I kind of want to throw a little bit of a theory, and it, it's a curveball out to uh, the crew here. Uh, uh, our group of friends, our community, that um, what 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 Joe Biden is doing, it's not just unconstitutional in the sense that it's a violation of the authorities under Article One of the Constitution, which uh, reside with the Congress, in the sense that like he is. Um, uh, invalidating debt that in and of itself is impeachable yes you are correct uh but it would also be a correct statement to say all presidents other than about like four or five of them of the 45 are also impeachable under this offense Mm -hmm. yeah um so we're, we're setting that standard What is truly cynical and, like, you kind of want to say sick and demented and kind of, like, the uh, impeachable, which is, uh, what is it, what is it, impeachable? It's uh, crimes against morality and uh, uh, going against the, the oath of your office. It's not a criminal crime. It is you are committing a crime against what the purpose that you were elected, that the people gave your trust to. Right. Right. It's a moral crime. It's not a criminal crime. And this is the, and also, by the way, I should also uh, throw this out here. I thought Donald Trump on January 6th was, if that was not the definition of an impeachable offense, Literally, the executive branch telling his supporters to breach the exec or to breach the legislative branch. The you know the you know first. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a devil's advocate here for you. Okay, please do. Not even the devil's advocate. Maybe just an advocate again because I, I just let's put it this way. I don't know. I, I understand that Donald Trump gave a speech that was about a you know half mile from the Capitol. I get. I, I I I don't think he's criminally liable. No no no. no, no forget, but forget about forget about liability. I don't. Yeah 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 yeah. I I don't believe. I, I truly don't believe that Donald Trump thought those people were going to break in to the building. I thought he was going to. I thought he he believed they were going to march down to the Capitol outside and just scream and yell for a few hours. And that's fine. I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I may agree with you in, in terms of that. I actually, I, frankly, I probably actually might agree with you in terms of, like, I think Donald Trump was sitting there being like, holy fucking shit, they actually, like, breached the police. Yeah, no, he, he definitely ginned up anger, but is that illegal or even... It, no, 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 it's not. It, it's not, exactly. And that's the point. It's not criminally liable but that is the very purpose why the founders 
came up with this very unique part of our Constitution that says you're not criminally liable. There's nothing he did criminally. Yeah, well, you know, he's not the first or the last president to gin up anger. Uh, I believe Biden ginned up. I, I believe what Biden did last year was much, much worse, which is. Oh, yes, up yes, anger. Yes, yes, yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me fix. Ginning up anger against the unvaccinated. Saying the unvaccinated are evil, bad, killing everybody. I yes. believe that was much more dangerous than what Donald yeah. Trump did. Uh, it, it was, but for purposes, Mike, for reasons you don't even realize. Can I explain? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay. So because of, uh, so he had the CDC order uh, about a year ago for companies over, was that 500 people, 1,500 people? I, I forget what the exact, yeah. uh, something around there. Um, and then he had the CDC order of the pay rent where he just continually kept to do that. And he also, uh, the mask on airplanes, everyone remembers those good times. And then also finally the granddaddy of them all, the college loan payment one. And Joseph R. Biden, our great United States. You, uh, you, you, you always say the R. You always say the <laughs> yeah. R. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you say Donald J. Trump? <laughs> oh, yes. I, yeah, of course. I mean, okay. hey, I, I'll kiss their feet. Yeah, of yeah. course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> well, because I, I, what is the R? Robino? Robinon? Uh, yeah, Rob, Rob, you, Rob, me. Yeah, Rob us all. Rob us all, Biden. Yeah, that's it. Joseph, Rob, you, and I get rich. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, where, where the truly cynical aspect of it comes into play is when, and actually, I don't think it's actually Biden, like Joe Biden per se, like who's actually the the chess player behind this. I think it's his, his chief of staff, frankly. It's it's Ronald Klain. Uh, Ron Klain, if you kind of want to get into the details. But setting that aside, it doesn't really matter, is what Biden has clearly realized and he's exploiting is a very, like, the most deeply cynical aspect of our system of government, where we have three branches and what he's doing is this uniquely, like, almost like death pill kind of, like, uh, aspect of governing where he says, I know this is unconstitutional. In fact, the, the point of it is unconstitutional. Yeah, that's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. And I am going to wait for the Supreme Court who I know will be able to look at this case with one eye open, two beers deep, and be able to say, yeah, this is clearly unconstitutional, like on 15 different levels. Yeah. Well, and then I can blame them yeah. for breaking the Constitution. But like the, um, the general American citizen has forgotten the general aspect of what the oath of office is of the president, where they also take an oath to uphold the Constitution, meaning 
you should be upholding the Constitution. The point of the Supreme Court is not for them to play the, like, police state, you know, hey, yeah. we, we, we step in at the last minute. No, no, no. The point of them is simply to adjudicate between the judicial and the executive branch. That's right. all it is in, in terms of, like, right, like, the judicial branch will create laws, the executive branch will create laws, blah, 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 blah. It's not the judicial branch to step in and say, yeah, we just want to submit all white people to jails. Yeah, that's not constitutional, and that's not legal. That's not the point of the Supreme Court. There's literally there to just say in the most extreme – in many cases, uh, the, the left is very right. They are the third branch. But the reason they're the third branch is because the first branch is the uh, legislative and the second is the executive. Yeah. Now, look, we know what they're doing. We know the game here. Tony, I see you there. I'll get to you shortly. It's but, so cynical. It's no, but so, it's so cynical. cynical. And the same thing we're seeing here with, with this California thing. And as, as Daniel said, this is obviously unconstitutional. But what they can say is that the game they play is they do this, they put this out there, and the black voter sees this. And then even though it's not going to happen, they say, oh, look, we tried. We're, we're on your side. You know, they're against you. We're on your Those horrible Trump judges are against you, but we're on your side. When in fact, obviously, you know, I, I really would be, if I were African-American, even if my great-great-great-grandfather was a slave, I would be totally, totally, totally pissed off and offended by something like this. Where they're saying, or they're saying, I need their money. I need the white man's money uh, in order to survive because of what happened to my grandfather in, you know, eight, 18, whatever, is absolutely, to me, totally disgusting. It really is. It, w- it would totally offend me. I, I w- Mike, I, why are you even bringing it to something of race? Like, I, I, I'm very confused by that. Biden is literally saying half the country, your college debts are erased. That yeah, has nothing to do with race. No, no, even though, even though, even though, I mean, if you look to statistically, a lot of the, the high, high percentage of African-Americans, you know, didn't have, the, went out and got these loans because they didn't have the money. You know, lower income people didn't have the money. You know, the, the wealthy people, you know, the wealthy people, uh, the wealthy families, I, I, So I, I'll actually disagree with you on that in the sense that <laughs> it, it, I actually think who Biden was going for on this uh, debt payoff is not actually African-American voters per se. I actually think they're going for like the White House, like the the strategy wing of that, the West Wing is saying pay off these debts for the white upper class uh, liberals in New York, Chicago, L.A. that have a ton of debt. Yeah. And they will come out and it's not actually the the, well, the African-American. It, it's probably more of an age demographic than a racial demographic. Right? Exactly. He wants yes, it, yeah. exactly, exactly. He wanted yeah. to get the 18 to 30 vote out. And he did. Yeah. I mean, it worked. Yeah. They got yes, the 18 exactly. to 30 vote out there. They, the 18 to 30 year olds saved the Democrats from losing more seats in the House and probably losing the Senate. So it worked. And on well, the, I, I, also, I, I do think um, and, and myself, I'm shit. I'm as guilty as anyone on this. Um, uh, uh, Roe v. Wade played a much bigger role than uh, most people expected. But here is the good news on that. This was the high water mark. You know, like in a hurricane, 
Yeah. And it's very sad. You see the people like, uh, yeah, and the water comes through the house and you see like, this is where the water came. It reached my like light switch up here or like my, like whatever, like, uh, <laughs> you know, the bookshelves up there. It's, it's very, very sad. Um, but do you think, you think this is, you, you think it, well, obviously this is not, I think this was the high water mark for the abortion. If you're, if if you're pro abortion in the sense that like it was, yeah, we, we hit the high water mark on it. And, and, but then, but then again, the, but then again, there were votes that he was able to, to get based on a lie, which is this whole ridiculousness. And he pushed this the last month of the campaign is that if you give us if you give the Democrats the Senate, we're gonna codify Roe v. Wade, man. We're gonna codify Roe v. Wade, Jack. And it's so ridiculous. The Democrats have had control several times since 1970, and they've never codified Roe v. Wade. And then as soon as the election's over, he goes, "Well, I don't think we're gonna have the votes." You know, it's, it's, it's come on, these pe- to fall yes. for this, to yes. fall for this shit, to fall for this garbage. You know, I live in a big, deep blue city. I understand it, man. I get yeah. it. I get it. I. All my friends here vote Democrat. I get it. Um, I think what they're really just scared of is they think, and and this is where like, frankly, um. I know who I am, and like, believe me, I. I, I, I'm not a swing voter at the end of the day. Like I'm, I'm at least honest with myself in of what that is. Um, but a lot of people in inner cities, I think they're just like very turned off by what they see. And a lot of this is propped up by the media who they want to prop this up is the craziest batshit crazy Donald Trump tweet. The Ted Cruz, what did he say? Drunk in college. And you know what I mean? Just the sort of like, let's take the, we're going to pick the craziest of the crazy right-wingers and say that this is the mainstream. And this is where I kind of shift in to say, like, this is why we have to support DeSantis in the sense that he knows how to like interject that and 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 come in with things like no uh well i don't know how viewers come in on this program uh but admittedly an abortion ban uh that includes rape and incest is an extreme position yeah i would like to i would like to and i'm putting this in air quotes theoretically get there to one point myself yes but there's this little issue called humans that uh are little devil children running around (laughs) (laughs) myself included um to where we 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 need to have some leeway of course um and uh if, if you can just perceive yourself to say i want to be the reasonable one that here is the theoretical position that i want to come on it and my legislation gives for extreme kind of like outlier positions, you're going to win 40, 45 states in a national election. I have a question, Xander. I do want to get to Tony Nick, but one more question, Xander, for you and for anyone out there. Isn't there any responsibility for the woman or the man, but, but the woman, it's her body, she's the one that's going to get pregnant. 
to make sure the person she's having sex with is wearing a condom. Are, are we it's it, going on the year 2023. Are we not aware of this yet? Uh, something called a condom? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I've actually, I have thought about that. Um, <laughs> it's a fair point. Uh, I, I know they're not a hundred percent safe, but 99, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty good. They're, they're pretty, it's, it's, it's very, it's unlikely you're going to get pregnant. If, 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 yeah. Really uh, my, unlikely. Uh, unlikely. I think two points that are uh, personal responsibility I'm talking about personal responsibility one uh it's the female and I'm saying that in the conservative sense of a woman who has a monthly period um right because she is a woman who can produce eggs uh and I have sperm <laughs> like back to kindergarten um and then b um I've always, I, I have actually wondered this question, which I, I, I do think there is like, if, if there's a legitimate angle from the feminist side of this that I've always wondered why they don't get more on this is there's female birth control, but why the f- hell isn't there male birth control in the sense like, if I don't want my sperm to reproduce for the next month, like, why, like, apparently we can pop out a COVID pill every two months, but yeah, like stopping sperm? Nope. No, sir. <laughs> well, you can get a, you can get a vasectomy. Those are reversible too. But so, well, you, get, you know, so, I mean, there's that. There, there, there are things you, there are things you could do if you just want to have fun and not have to worry about getting anyone pregnant. It could be your wife. A lot of men when they're married get vasectomies because they don't want to use. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think you're missing the point though. We created 25 COVID pills in the last 24 months. Right. Well, yeah, you got, we you, got the, you, you have that pill for women, but there's no pill yet for men. Yes, that's true. Yeah, exactly. That's just true. being like, hey, let's say I'm like a 20 year old and, you know, I'm single and I like to do my own thing. I like to, to please the females. And uh, why can't I have my own pill? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could do, you know, because they'll, they'll say you have a condom. That's why. <laughs> That's a different. That's what they say. You have, well, I, I think know. that's time for a, that, that. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But, but I guess it comes down to really. There, we always like never. We never talk about personal responsibility anymore. It's almost like oh, uh, you know, it's just you know, it's like uh, women like to say like the the feminists who are pro choice like to say my body, my body. Well, then protect your body. Make sure the fucking guy is wearing a condom or take the damn pill. Oh, no, 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 I mean, no, no, like, no, like, no, it's like, Mike, it's like, no, it's like they say we have no, it's like they say we have really no control over whether we get pregnant or not. And oh my God, we'll just have to get abortions if we I, get. I, I really mean, think, I really think Ted Cruz should uh, propose a bill on the U.S. Senate that says no uh, body can be born in the United States without the COVID vaccine, meaning you're having to dignify, oh, wait, that was a body in the female? Oh, yeah, th- that, that's a person. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, so that, it's, just, it's just, you know, once again, I think personal responsibility. Let me get to Tony. Xander, thanks for the yeah, call. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I appreciate Thank it, you. man. Thank you, as always. Yes. All right, hold on. Let me see. Tony. Tony. Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. Uh, you guys are all getting hustled. Absolutely. Listen to this. 
they went uh, – we, we had two Democratic terms, the Obama term and the Biden term. Mm-hmm. First day, full control. They said they were going to pass Roe. Never did. Never codified it. Mm-hmm. As soon as that little note came out from the Supreme Court, all of a sudden, the Democrats were all going advocate wild. Yep. Within one day, they made $80 million. Mm-hmm. Ten months later, they made half a billion. <laughs> now, let me talk. Xander, you guys got to understand this. Uh, Mike might know because he lived in the city. When you see something going, when you're sitting down, you have your laptop bag, and there's all something like motion and commotion all in front of you, what we do, we grab our bag. Why? Because they're trying to distract you, and someone's going to grab your bag from you behind. It's a hustle. It's yeah. an absolute 100% hustle. <laughs> like even even us talking about these hypothetical sexual situations, we're not actually talking about the shit they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what we got to start understanding because right now, after Biden and the Congress and the the railroad, uh, the railroad basically has all of them in their pockets. They got them to come down and, you know, stop the strike. That is crossing a Rubicon because it's we people. We, I mean, if we can't go into Congress and do anything, they could come out now and say, no, like your, your boss can mistreat you. We all have to work. Yeah. Democrat, Republican, independent. That's something we all share. That's why we're talking about these hypothetical fucking situations when they just cross the fucking Rubicon. Right. It's serious. Like, from this point on, things change. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys realize this, but now we're in a situation where you can – your boss can basically do anything to you. They can mistreat you. They can do all these other things, take your benefits away, make you work. Like, people died for a freaking eight-hour work day. Shit was crazy back then. Those revolts were, like, no joke. And what they were doing, they were bringing in – you know, the, the government played basically – they were playing into either their own secret service, which is the Pinkertons, but that, now our government is the Pinkertons. Your boss can come go get the government and make you work. You, you know, you, you no, I, I don't, I don't want to be working on that because that's unsafe. I'll, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's electricity popping out and, and there, there's, there's metal coming at me and, and they can go get the government and say, no, you have to work. We're in a whole different state. Yeah, the thing about the real the real workers is is a, is is a kind of a different situation in that there, there are certain businesses like remember the Reagan with the uh, air traffic controllers. Yeah, yeah, my dad had to go into for that one. Right, where, where you yeah. can't. Where he you was can, in the reserve, so they yeah. Really, you can really stop the economy and and hurt a lot. In other words, you're not just you're hurting other people. It's like if the cops go, the cops can't go on strike, right? The fire department can't go on strike because. You're hurting other other people will be harmed by your strike. And when you talk about these rail workers, you're talking about a lot of other blue collar workers, people making a lot less money with a lot less powerful unions that will be impacted by by that strike. And and so it, it's it's kind of like when you take the job, you know that, right? When you take the job in those industries, you know that you probably can't strike. And 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 you can work out, they are gonna get a better deal than they had before. Now so it's it's a very Iffy situation. I see a lot of Democrats are mad at Democrats for giving in and voting. You know. To- yeah, but it's it's one thing like 
you got to understand that's fine. You, you, your union and your bot and the, and the people at the company are doing that. But now you're bringing a third party arbiter and that third party arbiter, you're, you're everyone that's in charge of you and everything that's making your life miserable and you're trying to do everything you can. And that's cutting the time down with your family, which is why you want to live. You don't, you don't, you don't want to slave all day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless we have money for that, but like, 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 do you understand they can really take how much advantage they could take advantage of you and stuff like that? Like that's living, living in New York city. You're always worried about getting hustled. Like the, the, the whole, the whole, that whole, like the whole abortion thing. Like, Oh yeah. If you do this, you could, you know, if, if you give me, if you give me the money and stuff, you, these tickets are great. They're, they're right behind home plate. You know, the food's right there. You, you have great seats and you're going to get there and the, the, the tickets are fraud. That's what that was. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, the scam. So I, I just want to tell everyone out there, like, listen up, listen up because they're, a lot of it's trickery and it's a lot of it's like if something if they're trying to dazzle you and get your attention it's because they're doing something someone's coming behind your back to grab your shit and it's the sleight of hand game i know you're yeah saying. yeah I, of course mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's a sleight of hand game we have you looking over here while we're doing something else over there that's worse yeah of course of course they do it all the time they do it all the time we see a lot of things that we get involved in we get really caught up in right yeah like, like people getting caught up in Kanye West. Kanye West. Now, Kanye West is, is in the end, he's a nobody. He's never going to be president of the United States, right? But he says he's going to run for president. Everyone's like, oh, my God, let's make a big deal out of Kanye West running for president. And now he's banned from Twitter. I mean, this is all, this is what you call like smokescreen crap. And that's how it works. Because now if we get to in a situation where we have to go actually go down to the Capitol or we're put in a situation where now, Everyone us are in. It's not. It's not me and you arguing. It's about. It's us and them. It's. It's the. It's the working class versus the elites. The the working class keeps getting their. Everything keeps getting more expensive and more expensive. And these elites, they have offshore accounts and and like there's like six countries where you don't have to pay taxes or claim it, and you could claim it in one and claim it later. So you don't pay any taxes. We get our taxes taken away, and then. It, it, it just keeps recruiting and we can't even go after them because they're the ones funding everything else. Yeah. So right. it's it, like, like, you know, that the same thing with the giving the money to the, Oh, your reparations, stuff like that. You blame, no, what they're doing is those real estate people have all that money in that the rentals going into the, they're living in the, that white guy or whatever he is. He, he's got luxury car, luxury apartments all over the place. Or regular housing apartments. They all live there. Mm-hmm. So by him making them go, he would, they're lobbying, he lobbied the Congress to go give them that money because he has so many registers in that where that money's gonna go in his pocket and into the offshore account. Yeah. That's how this works. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, instead of it going back into, like, if you're, we need to take over where we can say that the offshore accounts, if you have, if your company's located there, you're not in America, you don't get a protection. No. You can't get loans. You can't get anything. You want to come here? Same thing with manufacturing. You want to come here? You got to be here. And they just let them get away with this shit. And we just keep getting screwed. And now, you know, now, you know, well, you, you don't work or you work or he doesn't do that or that person's getting him pregnant or they're going to have, they're going to have kids or you're going to allow them. They, they, they can't take a, it's all a distraction. We are getting fleeked like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I see what you're saying. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. 
Yeah, and that and this and this Pinkerton shit is one more on top of that. As soon as that stuff goes, then you know, then then there's something else that pops up where they're gonna have the, the media just goes every time now every time you watch there's a uh, people that are like trying to get the the, the work week they want and they try to do that they unite they, they get a unions all that stuff watch right after because as soon as they get crushed watch what happens. Something's gonna pop up. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's it is it's truly amazing, and and the, the kind of distractions, and I think part of this stuff is also when you talk about the the student loan debt stuff, and the and the and the uh, and the reparations for for you know descendants of slaves. It's all once again like it goes basically into your point of saying of distraction, right? Of distraction from the actual actual real issues out there right now. Right, the actual real issues that that let's say that affect ninety nine percent of people. Right, student debt loan re- reparations for descendants of slaves don't 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 affect the overwhelming majority of people in this country, you know. But what they do is is they get votes. They get the certain voting blocks that they want to protect. They want to protect that 18 to 30 old voting block. They want to protect that African-American. They don't want to lose that because especially Democrats right now, if you go 30 plus, they're losing people. And if you go Latinos, they're losing Latinos. They're losing independence. They're losing a lot of different voting blocks. So yes, they they're losing people right. while they're breaking unions apart. You gotta, where does this lead? You got to remember me. I'm going to be standing next to you guys, Xander, everyone in this room with the gun. When they come, when, when, when we got to protect our families and our livelihood because they, they're just screwing us out or they locked us out or they fire us or we have no repercussions on, on the way we can take care of our families. Cause that, that inflow and that cash flow is our life. It is. And us not fighting about it is serious because they, they, like, we need to make sure we get our wealth back. Everything's been fleeked from us. We got to stop fighting each other. We got to really look at this. And what need, what's going to happen, I'm telling you, is there is going to be a third party, but it's going to be in every party because people are going to be sick of this shit. This, it's going to keep, keep getting robbed. Eventually, we're all going to be in the same damn boat. Yeah. yeah. So get ready. So everybody just get smart. See what's going on. Just remind yourselves and other people like get off this R and D shit, because at the end of the day, we're gonna have to stand shoulder to shoulder when this shit goes down. So you're talking about solidarity, right? Solidarity. Yes. And, and this is what they're doing in China now. The people, right? The people are finally saying enough is enough. Yes, it's and- it's. This is the time of the. Uh, it's the great collapse. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're living in, and it's gonna happen here too. So just yep. remember who your neighbor is, and then the who's robbing you, yes. because. It's us and them. We're not rebel. We're Americans, and all this shit. I think it's it's finally forming up. The the the, the Democrat facade is completely gone. When when Joe Biden went there and crushed the union right in front of everyone in the open, that was in everybody's face because that was the the, the making you work. Only and you can only see your family three three times a day, and only giving you three. Like you, you can't. Oh no! If you take off, then there's all these repercussions, and those repercussions mean your family can't eat. You can't pay the electric bill. Right. It, they know that, and and it's okay to say that. But I can't pay the electric bill. 
but this guy got has sixteen billion dollars in, in one offshore account. He's got thirty. But it's not like he can't eat tomorrow. It's not like his family can't eat. They don't give a f- rat's ass. So the, it, there's a huge disparity in everything. Like we need to get it, as this thing grows, we're gonna have less, and those people are gonna have more, and we're just gonna get squeezed. There hasn't been a. When was the last time there was a middle class? We don't even talk. You don't hear it anymore. Oh, let's get middle class. This middle class. They don't talk to the middle class because it's gone. Yeah, it is gone. gone. Right. They don't talk to the middle class anymore. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right now, what people talk to, what the groups that get talked to are the more like the fringe groups. They really are. The fringe yes. The ones that get talked to more than well, the if you're going to start an insurrection, the fringe groups. Yeah, you got to give it to the crazies. At any time a U.S. start an erection, an insurrection, you know, in Ukraine also, they, Ukraine they gave it to the Nazis. When we're in the Middle East, we started ISIS. Like, you need someone crazy to go start to start a, a, a revolt in a new democratic elected, you know, country, so you can take over and install whoever you want, like. We we are. That's a whole other thing. The whole NATO thing is insane. But Tony, what you really need to be worried about is TikTok. Yeah, I know. That's, that's you really. You China's really got our information. Yeah, China, I, I, Russia. I'll talk about. I really wanted. To, I'll talk about TikTok maybe tomorrow because I do want to read something else in the minute here. But TikTok is like I, someone needs to explain to me. I don't. I don't get it. I'll I, send I, you. I'll, I'll send you a video. I'll, no, no, I, I know what TikTok is, but I want to understand the Chinese are stealing my information about how I twerk. I, I don't, I don't really get it. No, Nine, they're stealing. They're stealing everything else on your phone through through TikTok. Yes, there's that. You got TikTok wasn't TikTok. It was a different company, but it's owned by the CCCP, and it has a lot of uh, backdoor stuff in it. I'll send you a whole technical video on it. I have, I have some really good ones. So but because it's, I have TikTok it, it, on my phone, the Chinese are able to. If you have TikTok stuff. on your phone, there's sending information out. You wait, you got to remember anything like if right now my phone and your phone are, I can get your IP right now, or or, or this 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 service right now has both of our IPs because our IPs need to hit each other to talk, which means in that time, if I have a program on your phone and this phone and that phone. I could send stuff throughout through the back door without the phone even knowing. Okay, so someone says it's called jailbreaking. So in other words, if I have TikTok, no, 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 jailbreaking is to unlock the phone so you could use any carrier. This is basically just wiping out. I could take all your SMSs. I could take all your button inputs. I could take all the all the passwords on your apps and stuff like that, and just wipe your cards out and stuff. Wipe well, your bank accounts what out. Is the China, uh, once again, I, I, we'll get more into this tomorrow in the future. But, but what then they the, get all your information, uh, your any information that's on there. Well, how does that help the Chinese? Can I, how does that help the Chinese government? On my phone. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, it matters what information that that would be on there that 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 could be uses something like if of course if you have like a military phone there might be you know military secret military you know a normal kid no one cares about but, yeah, but like let's face it tony most of the, a lot of kids use tiktok what is the chinese government getting off of a, an 18 year old's phone i i mean come Nothing. on thinking that they really give a shit about no but if they can put it on the on onto our car if they basically it's like I, you know i'm giving this these people like if i'm giving it an app where i'm collecting all this information 
I can sell it. That's that's worth that's that's money. That's worth something. I can sell your information. I I I, I, I could not do anything with it. Yeah. But anyone like you can literally if you do like don't do this. But basically on the dark web, there's all these sites and stuff where you can just pay Bitcoin and you'll get pages of uh, accounts, social security. Uh, addresses, names that all like verify and stuff. You could also buy equipment that can, that you can print out cards with, even with the chip in it. You can yeah. do like, you, they have every illegal stuff on there, but like you I don't go on there. Tony, they- I think it's fascinating that we are afraid that the Chinese government is stealing all this information off of people's phones, right? And they have the technology to do this. Through yes, a, through and companies called, buy it. It's wait, just, that's, an app called TikTok. But, 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 the police and the FBI, I, I know this might, people might think this is a leap in, in, in logic here, but anyway, follow me on this. But the police and the FBI can't find a guy who stabs four kids in the middle of a town of like 80 people who left drenched in blood, dragging that blood with him everywhere he went, and three weeks later, they still don't know who the fuck did this. So maybe we need to get the Chinese government to come in here and try to figure out who did this. So the well, Chinese government. If they please us enough, I'm sure we might be asking for it soon. <laughs> the Chinese government has all this technology, but we don't and have. And they satellites. get out loans. They got out big loans. <laughs> we don't have satellites all over the place here that would that would detect someone. At a house stabbing four people through through uh, through infrared and all that technology and the satellites we have in space wouldn't be able to capture this. Wouldn't be I able to the, capture. I, yeah, I think the satellites are over Russia right now and <laughs> Ukraine. To me, it, to me, it's absolutely yeah. insane with the technology we have that this is the current situation in Idaho. Well, who knows if it was set up? Like it, you know, maybe he came to the door first and everything was fine, and then he walked back there and got hit in the head. I don't know what was set up. Yeah, it's, it's 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 stupid. The whole thing is absolutely, yeah. you know, absolutely. You don't ridiculous. know, you, you, like you don't know why. Like rich people have a ton of money; they can do anything crazy just to cause. Like, it's. I know. That's, uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. I, you know they're going to be asking me on insider trading. Uh, hey, Husby, you might want to get hit in the head because it's you know they're not they won't ask you anything because you did all this shit. Yeah, Tony. Tony, it, Tony, thanks for the call. I appreciate. All right, it. yeah, I really be do. good. Thank you, everyone. Thank stay you. safe and. Get ready because things are going to start getting crazy. Okay, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> things are going to start getting crazy. Uh, I want to. Re- I do want to read because uh, you know we're an hour into the show, and I was. Um, uh, I, and I, I've been doing this all week long. I wanted to read this letter from Aaron Curiarty, who wrote to the UC facility challenging the university's um, booster mandate. I do want to read that. Gator, did you want to say something? I knew you were on the queue. I don't know if you wanted to say something before I got into this article that I want to read. Yes, there he is. There he is. Wait a minute, Gator. Are you there, Gator? Make next call, Gator. Hold on. This is all going crazy at first. Gator, you there? Hey, dude. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to chip in a little bit with the TikTok thing. You've just got to use your imagination a bit, right? Why the, why the Chinese government, I mean, basically what the Chinese government has done is legally got you to agree, if you put TikTok on your phone, you legally agree to let it do what it does, which is to, as, as uh, your previous caller said, um, it can literally 
track everything you're doing on every other application. So it technically can do things like um, watch how you log into your bank account and stuff like this, right? Now, now the question is, why does it want it? Why, why would you want that? Well, you don't have to do anything with the data, but once you've got it, you can do anything you want with it when the time comes. And this is kind of like the whole one of the one of the arguments against bulk surveillance because once once you've got all the data, all you need is to invent probable cause or get probable cause later. Go back, find Mike's phone number because he's become a suspect or, of interest, mm-hmm. and then just trawl his entire data set for anything you want, right? Okay. And the Chinese or anyone else can 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 just use with algorithm or a programming set a way to harvest data and look for your patterns of life. So that's, so that's uh, you know your your mobile device is the one most revealing device you've got. It'll it pretty much maps out your life in terms of location, communications, entertainment, time spent, all that shit, right? So it's not a question of it's it's just a question of having enough imagination to understand how much stuff your phone is collecting. And then you you obviously may not be a target, you know, if it's doing it for billions of people or or at least hundreds of millions of people, the question is not so much that it definitely wants to do this for everyone, but it can do it when it wants it. But also, there's one other way of looking at it, which is just the agglomeration of big data. I mean, big data tells us who we are as a species, as a nation, as a, as a sort of region, or as a personnel personnel type, you know. And that's very powerful. I mean, you 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 know, if you have access to that and much big data, you can literally start working out population information patterning all the sort of stuff and and work out almost to sort of get into the sort of predictive level of 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 behavioral analysis so that's that's the kind of thing it's it's, it's driving towards yeah i think i think the problem is that the, the government here hasn't really hasn't really explained to the american people in a clear enough way why they shouldn't have TikTok on their phone, you know, how the Chinese government is stealing, because most people like me think, okay, 90% of the videos are twerking. What the fuck, what are they, what are they capturing? (laughs) What are they they stealing from us? Intellectual properties. But um, actually, if you look at TikTok in China, it is much more intellectual. The stuff on there is much more intellectual. Yeah, Every third video is like a maths lesson or something. Right here. It's all twerking, you know, and, and dancing and stupid shit and politicians doing idiotic stuff. You know, so you're wondering, like, what the hell are they stealing? I, what can they? Well, so they haven't really, you know. And I, I will get into it more, but I don't think I can be on the side. It's a big push now to ban TikTok, right? For the government yeah. here to ban it, Congress. Done. I don't think I can agree to that, simply because then what stops the government from banning Twitter? Well, okay. no, because I actually, although I'm a, you know, I'd say I was a free speech absolutist. I, I don't think it's about free speech. I think it's about privacy, and um, if if the EULA and the behaviour of, t- of TikTok can be demonstrated to be this powerful an app, you've got to get it off your phone. You'd be an idiot to keep it on. Yeah, but you that know. should be personal. Resp- it should be someone's personal decision whether they want their information possibly stolen or not. You know, if, they- if you yeah, if you can credibly if you can credibly demonstrate that the app is doing it, and I think I think they- that's reasonable. Yeah, then, but I don't then, know then, you... then, then what you're talking about really is a weapon. It's a weapon. It's not an app. <laughs> That's the point. Once again, what stops a Democrat-controlled Congress then 
from saying Twitter is a weapon against the left. Again, well, because Twitter's EULA doesn't allow the app on your phone to monitor everything you're doing on your phone and then send well, it back. Yeah, to I understand party. that, but I'm just worried about a slippery slope where the government can say a, a, a private person cannot use a certain app. A citizen can't use a certain app. I don't know. I don't, I don't They've like... already kind of got that, though, through, through controlling Twitter. Sorry, not controlling Twitter, controlling Apple and Google stores because those two work for the government. And basically that's where... Apple and Google can sideline people from the app store, so you can't even get the app on your phone. So they can already do that. Well, and, and, and we see what, what's going on in something else I'll, 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 I'll touch on tomorrow is what we're seeing with Apple in China, where they're not allowing the, you heard, you heard about this, right, with not allowing the airdrop. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the Learning people, the protesters can't, right, so an Apple is beholden to China because all their phones are made there. Exactly. So it's basically Tim Cook giving in to the communist authoritarian government against the protesters, which is absolutely disgusting. It yeah. really is. It really it's not is. the first time. No, it's not the first time. It's obviously because of finan- financial reasons, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. All his phones are made there. So basically, this is once again the idea of us being beholden to these other countries where they make our phones, where they produce our gas, right, our energy. We need to be we need to be able to do all this here in this supposedly the greatest country in the world. Bring it here. But the reason why they don't want to bring it here is because Tim Cook will have to pay a few more bucks here. Exactly. Profit margin. It's, you know, it's like when you, when you call these days, when you have a problem, you call like the technical support or you call customer service. Like, hello, how are you? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. You, you can't say what the fuck they're saying. They have no idea what you're saying. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not it's, Scottish, Mike. Yeah, but they, yeah, it's not, <laughs> no, it's not Scottish. It's not Scotland. It's not, it's not Scotland. But it, but it's 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 ridiculous, and it's because yeah. they want to pay eight cents an hour. You yeah. know, and these same fucking liberals like Tim Cook, who would probably consider—I'm sure he's a Democrat. He considers himself a you know a, a liberal. It, it's these same people pretend they're for the worker, right? They're for the worker, yet they only want to pay eight cents an hour, <laughs> which is why they don't want to hire people here. And, and have and have call centers here anymore. Like they all call centers used to always be in the United States, right? They used to always be here, you know. But recently, yeah. But recently, there's this thing where we're going to ship it out to other countries like India, where you don't have to pay anything. We yeah. have to pay a lot less, and you know you don't got to pay health care, you don't got to pay benefits or any of that stuff. And these companies are making billions and billions of dollars. And yeah. what happens? Well, what hap- What's happening with China? Well, you have to give in to this authoritarian government. Because your cell phones are made there. It's, it's pathetic. Now, if you want to talk about Congress legislating stuff, how about that? How about that? How about the fact that if you are in this country, if you have a business in this country, you must have your call center and your workers in this country? How about that? Well, I mean, but also, Mike, I mean, there's um, another way of doing this. It's a way, I mean, you have sales tax. We don't quite have the same sort of thing, but... Um, you know, the tax on businesses, if you complete a transaction inside your national territory, that transaction should become subject to the relevant business tax. Right. But obviously, like, for example, companies offshore. So they claim that the business is done in a cheaper tax regime. So in, 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 in Europe, that's Ireland. Ireland's got like a 10 percent corporation tax, which is why Google and, and Amazon have head offices there and they claim that their transactions are happening inside Ireland, but they're not. I mean, they're, they're, they're clearly happening inside with a, with a UK customer, right? Yeah. But they're saying, well, it's a digital transaction, so we'll, bill, we'll, we'll basically play the tax dodge game and, and, claim, and claim it 
subject to Irish tax instead of UK tax, right? It's just shit stuff like that. But I mean, the real let's face it, the reality is, if you if you were to onshore business operations, you wouldn't necessarily have to make the the products more expensive, but the companies would make less margin. But obviously, if that margin is already small, mm. relatively thin, it's mm. going to have to put the prices up. But if it's if the margin is big, you know you could you could make less margin. You but could. Companies don't want to, do they? They want to do the right thing, and they don't want to make a bit less money, or quite well, possibly quite a bit less money. Look, come on, Tim Cook can have his whole company in this country and still make billions of dollars. Of course, of course, he could. He could make yeah, his phones he here. He could have all his call centers here. And still be incredibly profitable, incredibly yeah, they've got and all the stockholders over 150 billion offshore, isn't it? They've just got cash sitting offshore, at least 100 billion dollars of cash yeah. offshore. Right, exactly, exactly. So you know that's you know it's it's getting to the point now where it's like I, I can't I can't call any if I have any issue with anything a cell phone a computer of whatever it may be I can't call anyone and understand what the hell they're saying. Have you ever called like a call center? And you hear like chickens in the background. Has anyone had that experience? Because no, I'm getting, not quite. But I have yes, called. I have called more and more now. Where I'll call someone, I'll call a call center for help, and I'll hear like chickens clucking in the background. And I've uh, my friends have said the same thing. And they said, "Mike, I hear chickens." That's because it's some woman sitting at home, right? They have some woman sitting at home in some other country with chickens in the background, chickens in her backyard, kids running. Sometimes you hear kids running around screaming. It's absolutely, it's really ridiculous that we allow this here, that we allow this here. And we, we really shouldn't. You have a company that's, ba- you're based here, have your company here, hire people here, pay them a living wage, and you're still going to make huge profits anyway, you know? So. Corporate greed, mate. Standard. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind if I called and I heard someone with your accent, but it's not your <laughs> accent. That, it's not your accent that I'm hearing when I call call centers. Let's put it that Sadly way. not. No, sadly not. Gator, let me go because I, wa- I want to read this thing from sure, Aaron. Take it easy, Mike. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate the call. Okay. Uh, I do want to get to this. I want to get to this. I just want to read this because I've been promoting this all week long. I hate, I hate like when you turn on the television show and they promote something and it happens like six hours later. Hey, this guy's going to, President Trump's going to be on. And they tease it and it happens like at four o'clock and they, it happens at 10 o'clock and you have to watch for six hours. I hate that. It's a pet peeve of mine. But I want to get to this. This is Dr. Aaron Kiri. I always say his name wrong. Daniel's not here to correct me. Kiriati, K-H-E-R-A-I-T-Y. And he wrote, along with nine other UC professors, um, a letter warning against the university's reckless booster policy. And once again, as Barbara Farrar in L.A. threatens to bring back mass mandates and possibly is uh, next week or the week after, here we have these universities that still have these mandates for faculty and sometimes students for vaccines that do not and they have known these highly intelligent people with these huge IQs, blurred IQs, have known for a year and a half now that the vaccines don't stop the spread. So we sent this letter to below to university administrators who didn't respond, by the way, they said. We also sent it to nine UC student newspapers publication. The editors at two UC student newspapers initially expressed enthusiastic interest, simply asking us to trim it to 900 words for publication. However, these editors... Soon thereafter, went entirely silent, refusing to respond or publish a later letter. One can surmise that they were pressured, intimidated, or otherwise threatened 
with reprisals from university administrators who did not want to let it to see the light of day on campus. It sounds like the Chinese Communist Party. These are And these are university professors. UC student newspapers used to be a bastion of free exchange in the days of the Berkeley Free Speech Movement a long time ago. Their lack of courage and conviction today stands in stark contrast. UC President Michael Drake was recently rewarded for his vaccine mandate policies with a seat on the board of directors at Amgen, one of the world's largest multinational biopharmaceutical companies. What a shock. Pharmaceutical money continues to flow to the university for clinical trial studies. There's Daniel. This letter was published, uh, originally published at No College Mandates. Please consider sharing this post. And that's why I'm reading it. In September, the University of California, UC, mandated bivalent COVID-19 boosters for the 2022-2023 academic year for all faculty, staff, and students, in effect shifting its policy from fully vaccinated to up-to-date and suggesting that boosters will be required in perpetuity. We, the undersigned, 11 members of the UC faculty from several campuses, sent the following letter to university administrators calling on them to reverse the mandate. To date, we have received zero response. In addition, we sent the letter to nine UC student newspapers. We talked about that. Okay. We write to register deep dismay over UC's September 22, 2022 memorandum mandating a fall 2022 COVID-19 booster for all students. This is for all students, all staff, all faculty. Our concerns are driven by the scientific information on the virus and on the vaccines that we have now accumulated nearly three years into the outbreak. Our concerns in brief. First, the University of California Office of the President justified the original mandate on the assumption that the vaccine would protect against COVID-19 infection and stop transmission. We now know it does neither. In fact, in fact, acknowledged by the CDC, the FDA, the, the, the HHS, the WHO, any initials you can think of, health ministries and medical researchers around the world, and now by Pfizer itself. Moreover, more than 150 peer-reviewed studies demonstrate that natural immunity acquired by recovering from infection is equal to, if not superior to vaccination, it's superior to vaccination. And that paradoxically, over time, COVID-19 shots increase rather than decrease the risk of contracting and spreading the virus. One May of 2022 article in the high-impact British Medical Journal has warned that mandatory vaccine policies are significantly questionable and are likely to cause more societal harm than good. The CDC has recommended and not mandated the new booster. The university decision to mandate boosters at this time is therefore not in in accordance with the CDC guidelines. Moreover, the CDC recently greatly relaxed its COVID-19 guidelines and no longer recommends making distinctions based on a person's VAC status. Second, mounting evidence demonstrates Serious risks associated with vaccination, especially for healthy males 18 to 39, where risks may outweigh benefits. A Florida Department of Health analysis of mortality following MNRA COVID-19 vaccination to cite one study reported an 84% increase in death for men 18 to 39 within 28 days of vaccination. And that's why in Florida, by the way, they're saying if you're 18 to 39, you should not get You should not get the boosters. Also, well-documented is the elevated risk of myocarditis, pericarditis, and emergency cardiovascular events among those under 40, a demographic that includes the vast majority of our student body and a large portion of the staff and faculty. 
The Florida study also showed that males over 60 had a 10% increased risk of cardiac-related death in the same 28-day period, and that non-MNRA vaccines did not have those increased risks in any population. Multiple data sources show that young, healthy people who contract COVID-19 have a recovery rate of 99.995%. In March of 22, a court order compelled Pfizer to release 55,000 pages of internal reports on vaccine effectiveness and side effects. Among the 1,246 different adverse effects in Pfizer's own documents were cardiac arrest, deep vein thrombosis, immune-mediated hepatitis, myocarditis, brainstem embolism and thrombosis, interstitial lung disease, juvenile myoclonic epilepsy, liver injury, and multi-system inflammatory syndrome. Another study by medical researchers, including one of our colleagues at UCSF, found that 22,000 to 30,000 previously uninfected adults aged 18 to 29 must be boosted with an MNRA vaccine to prevent just one COVID-19 hospitalization, and that booster mandates may cause a net expect harm per COVID-19 hospitalization prevented in previous uninfected young adults. We anticipate 18 to 98 serious adverse events including 1.7 to 3.0 booster-associated myocarditis cases in males and 1,373 to 3,234 cases of grade 3 retrogenesis. I don't know what that means. Anyway, bad shit, man. Bad shit. That's what it all means, bad shit. Data from CDC's official vaccine adverse events reporting system, or VAERS, released on July 15 of 2022, show over 1.3 million Reports of adverse events for all age groups following COVID-19 vaccines, including 29,635 deaths and 246,000 serious injuries. It is well documented, this is very important, that fewer than 1% of all vaccine-associated events are ever reported to VAERS. This means that actual morbidity or mortality is many times greater, as pointed out, among other sources, by a recent HHS-funded Harvard Medical School School vaccine injury study. Another study, published by UCLA professors Sander Greenland and Patrick Whelan and others in the high-impact journal Vaccine in September of 2022, lamented the lack of full transparency of the COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial and called for a harm-benefit analysis of the vaccines. Third, while we are not against vaccination for those who choose it, we are deeply concerned about the coercive nature of the procedure. Any medical treatment must be an individual choice and should be made in consultation with one's physician. Never before in medical history has an entire population been required to receive a vaccine approved only for emergency use, for which there are no long-term data and without informed consent that as a matter of law and ethics requires that no one be coerced into a medical treatment. The shift in UC policy from fully vaccinated to up-to-date signals anticipation of an open-ended process of continuous vaccinations and boosters that goes far beyond addressing a temporary emergency. One more paragraph. The LAUSD, among others, suspended its vaccine mandate for students but not staff in September of 22 after a Superior Court judge ruled that the school district did not have the authority to mandate vaccination. The state of California has not mandated boosters for anyone except health workers. Nationwide, the trend is toward eliminating all mandates. The rate of hospitalizations is radically down, and COVID-19-related deaths now appear to be about on par with annual deaths from flu. In contrast, excess, sudden, unexpected, unexplained deaths have skyrocketed since the rollout of the, of the uh, experimental vaccines. 
Even Bill Gates, who helped finance and promote the COVID-19 vax campaign, has now acknowledged we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's disease mainly in the elderly, kind of like flu. No, no, Dad, this is the genius, the billionaire genius. If UC leadership continues to insist on this ill-advised action, they are ready to accept full personal responsibility and legal liability for the multitude of harms. Oh, are they? Are they ready to accept that? That are certain to result. Signed by Carol Brower, William Robinson, Roberto Strongman, Arvin Thomas, Anton Vanderven, Hugo Loasiga, Aaron Curiarty, Gabriel Volobioff, Laszlo Borov, Patrick Whelan, and Dr. Aditi Bagarva. So this is what we're seeing now. And, you know, and Aaron puts a lot of great stuff in there about how dangerous these mandates are, how dangerous this vaccine could be, and that people have the right to say, okay, I'll take the risk or not take the risk. And there shouldn't be anybody mandated to do it, whether it's uh, to have a job or go to school or whatever it may be. Especially since we know and we have known, like he said, since the basically the rollout, a few months after the rollout of these vaccines in December of 2020, that they don't stop the spread of the virus. And people who get it, like Bill Clinton, still get it maybe one, two, three, four, five times. So this is very important. This is very important. It's very important to keep on this because it's not over. People seem to think it's over. Like the mandates. The, the authoritarianism. It's not over. Look what's happening in China. Look what's happening in the, in the University of California for this year and next year. Look what's happening in L.A. with the mask mandates possibly coming back very soon. It's not over. The authoritarianism isn't over. COVID's basically over. The threat of COVID, if there ever was one, which, of course, many of us think was never really what they said it was, is over. But the threat of authoritarianism and these mandates on our lives and our livelihoods is not over. It's continuing on and on and on, which is why beginning about a month from now, the Republican Congress needs to really go after these fuckers. They need to go after them. They need to, they need to get them. They need to, they need to destroy them publicly. Okay. And all this that Aaron Carity writes about needs to be public. Okay. It needs to be out there for everyone to see, not just on a Substack or, or rotating through podcasts and, universities. It's, it's got to be out there for everyone to see. Because we know, we know people, look, young people are dying now left and right. They are. Look at this guy. Who was this country singer who gets married? He's 34, 35, no health problems, and he dies the day after he gets married. And we're seeing more and more stuff just like that. And this is not coincidental stuff. Excess deaths are going up that have nothing to do with covid or any, any kind of virus. They just People just die. In other words, young people are just dying. People well before the median age of death are just dying out of nowhere. Dying in their sleep. Dropping dead. No problems. No health issues. Just dropping dead. Not waking up. And this is happening more and more now. And yet the, the, the coroners are not allowed. The medical examiners are not allowed to put the vaccine as a possible cause of death. They don't do it. It's just... Natural causes. It's a, it's a heart attack. It's a stroke. It's an embolism. It's, it's, it's a blood clot. It just happens. It just happens to 30-year-olds all the time, right? So we're seeing more and more of this. And we'll see, unfortunately, we're going to see more and more and more and more. And hopefully at one point people will say, what's going on? More people will say, hey, what, what, what's happening here? Hopefully. You know, so. Um, I really want to wrap the show up 
But what I'll do is I'm going to give, I think Xander and Daniel want to, I'll give Xander and Daniel one final comment. Guys, don't go very long because we're going to wrap the show up and I'll preview tomorrow's show. But Xander, did you have any final thoughts on today's show? Xander, you there? Or maybe you didn't mean to be in the queue. Maybe Daniel didn't mean to be in the queue either. Let's see. Okay, maybe Daniel. Let's see. Daniel, did you want to say something? Yep, hey, Daniel. Yes, I did. Um, in, in, okay. in part, uh, it was instigated by um, the, the letter you just read, um, which, was a, which was a great letter. Um, back in t- early 2020, um, I recall I am haunted by a uh, interview with uh, Andrew Stegnell, who was the uh, chief epidemiologist of uh, uh, Sweden. And he was asked back then uh, about uh, lockdown policy. And he volunteered, although wasn't directly asked, asked about it. He said, um, the reason that we um, decided not to lock down had nothing to do with the virus, it had nothing to do with COVID. It was simply better society could not withstand it. Say that, yeah, absolutely, sure. So, if we look, look at, looking back at all the destruction this COVID policy has done for our world for the sake of a virus that is little more than a common cold right now, and the destruction that they continue to do, those words, they just haunt me. Every day, there's barely a day that goes by when I, I don't realize that. And that's all I wanted to say to, to wrap things up here. Well, thanks, Daniel. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Uh, all right. So, I think I'm going to wrap up the show on that note. Uh, I'm glad I finally read that article. Um, tomorrow, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, about the, the, the TikTok thing and the Apple thing with China. And uh, I also want to probably talk about, um, uh, you know, obviously what's going on here in crazy California a little bit more. But um, that was a good Thursday show. It was a really good Thursday. And also, have, tomorrow's Friday, so I'll have the Friday film reviews. I have several film reviews. I'm trying to catch up on everything with the, with the holiday film season. In, in, in full in full swing. So be sure to listen. And remember, this show airs Monday night through Friday night, uh, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. if you're out there in London. Um, it's called And Let's Be Heard. My name is Mike Kachopoli. Uh Thanks for listening. Thanks to the callers who called today. Xander called. Uh, Gator called. Tony called. Daniel called. Thanks to the callers. Thanks to every listener. Um, I will be right back here tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern for our big Friday show of And Let's Be Heard. Have a great night. Have a great day.